Good afternoon. Welcome to KPN TV's Sports Podcast. I'm Phil Nicastro, and today's guest is the great sports writer of the Gloucester <laughs> Times, Nick Kukuru. Nick, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. I like the uh, the great introduction. I'm not sure, sure I live up to it, but I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> Nick, with the season rapidly approaching. Yeah, big time. The first topic, the GBL and the Northeast Conference merger. Nick, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts? I mean, after seeing Gloucester's schedule, I don't know if I'm a huge uh, fan of it now. I'm, look what looks like they got stuck with. I don't know about tough until Everett comes in, but I mean... I don't know who who cares about Malden and Medford and Somerville. I mean, no disrespect to Malden, Medford, and Somerville, but why do people from Gloucester, Beverly, you know, Danvers, and Salem <laughs> care about those? Schools? Well, uh, no Salem this year, and no Swampscott no this Salem year. No Salem for the first time in forty-three years, and no Swampscott for the first time. In, I, I want to say over fifty. I thought it was someone. I thought I heard some. I thought I read someone uh, wrote someone. It was 1965. 65. Yeah, yeah. that sounds about right. So yeah, so that'd be 52 years. Swamp Swampskit Skit was. Um, uh, sorry, Salem was 73. Was the last time they didn't play Salem. Nick, why did the GBL go under? That's what was one of the biggest conferences. Because uh, everyone was afraid of ever football. Really? No. Yeah. I mean, everyone left. They had Waltham. They had Arlington. You know, that Peabody and Revere were both in the original GBL. Uh, yeah. I mean, they had a lot of good schools. Cambridge was in the old GBL. They all left because Everett was winning every year in football. They didn't want to. They didn't want to lose a playoff spot going into a season not standing a chance. Well, standing a chance against Everett. Everett. Was roll everybody. Wow. Now you know, in two years, Everett's coming in for football. So we'll see how much uh, the you ADs. That's like 2019, correct? Years. Yeah. Um, now. The Northeast Conference is not well. First of all, is this good for the Northeast Conference? I mean, I don't know if it's bad, but I wouldn't say mm-hmm. it's good either. Yeah, to well, be honest the purists don't like it. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm this this uh, you know the what, what am I looking for? The format now is already unrecognizable. Now they're throwing in some teams with no tradition. Yeah. I mean, Gloucester's never played Malden. Gloucester played Medford once, you know, two years ago in the consolation round, mm-hmm. and there was probably fifty people in the game, <laughs> if that. Well, the playoff system is going through its fifth year now, but this is more of a conference level. The conference has just yeah, changed I mean, dramatically. But the way that it is now, I mean, a conference title doesn't really mean a whole lot well, anymore. That's what I was going to say. My next point was that now it's going to be a five-team, three-league Yes. Uh, uh, Football is the only sport that did three tiers. Every other sport did eight and eight, two tiers of eight. I was kind of hoping the NEC would do that. Well, eight and well, seven. But they are. They are been. in 2019. When in 2019, they're supposed to be. We'll see what happens. Well, but they have they an odd number. That's what they had to do. They actually, no, they could have done eight and seven. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, they could have done that. Been perfectly yeah. fine. Let a couple teams go, yeah. you know, outside the mm. NEC for a couple games. So if they had done eight and seven, though, you would have seen no Gloucester, Beverly. And I don't know if people well, would yeah. be able to stomach yeah. that. <laughs> yep. Um, let's get back to the team. Yeah. The model is right now is re, uh, um, are we rebuilding or are they reloading? Not rebuilding, but reloading. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what their t shirts say. Yes, exactly. Do you agree with that theory? I agree with the. I agree with it in theory. I mean, we'll see what happens on the field. Uh, you <laughs> but know, they are it's a good model to have. They are. They were last year. They've been experienced on both too, sides though. of the ball. 
They are, especially yeah. on offense. I think they got about half their defensive starters returning. Well, they, that's good. They only have three offensive yeah. starters coming back. Um, so, yeah, they are inexperienced, but I thought they were pretty inexperienced last year, too. And they, yeah, yeah, that was There were some kids that we thought, oh, this position is going to be a question mark, this position is going to be a question mark, and then we, you know, we found out the first week that it wasn't really a question mark at all. We just yeah. hadn't seen the kid play yet. Yeah. So that could be the case again this year. that great running back last year. Um, San Filippo. San Filippo. Yeah, well, I mean, that, now that's going to be tough to replace. I, I just, yeah, absolutely. I just want to touch up on Thanksgiving Day last year. Mm-hmm. That was the greatest single performance by a player I've ever seen in a, in a losing effort. Yeah, it was pretty impressive. I mean, he was over two hundred yards. They could not bring him yep, down. I think he finished two with two ninety three. Yeah, yeah, that was unbelievable. Mm. And they just couldn't bring him down. Unfortunately, the fishermen uh, they crashed on Thanksgiving yeah, Day. Yeah, they had a why. rough. They had a rough yeah. day at the office yeah. on Thanksgiving last year. That's for sure. Okay, let's go over the schedule. They open up at Revere. That sounds like a toughie. Yeah, I think uh, honestly that might be the. Their biggest conference game. That might be the two top teams in the conference right there. Week oh, wait, one. Okay. Uh, what's tier? They're in the second tier. Second tier? Is, yes. is that what's going to be called? One, tier one, tier, tier one, two? Tier one, tier two, tier three. So they're not yeah. going to make a geographical division? No, no, not geographical. Nope. No. Um, so, Did, yeah, so they're in the second tier with, you know, Revere, Lynn Classical, um, Somerville, and who was the other team that I'm missing? Oh, Medford. Medford. So, yeah, I think you're right. Revere. Might be the game they're gonna it have to be. win. I've heard Somerville has the best, maybe the best running back in the conference this year. But I mean, if we're going by past, you know, who's been the best recently? Yeah. Revere's probably yeah. the toughest test in the conference. That, that's I would have to say because they've beaten Revere pretty much, but Revere's played them. Tough. Revere's given them a game uh, last and year. You know, both years actually got a little, you know, got away from them at the end. But through three quarters, it was uh, mm. it was a competitive ball game. Yeah. Um, that's going to be a toughie, I think. And with fishermen, they're going to open, go into that game. But an inexperienced team. Yeah, on the road. That's, good. that's yeah, going, to on the t- road. going to be a tough one. It's going to be a tough one. I think that you're right. I think that's going to be their toughest game. Yeah, uh, in the conference. They also have, yeah. they have a couple of uh, crossover games that yeah. should be really difficult. Okay. But that'll be the, their biggest conference test. I think that'll probably, probably decide it because I, I think yeah. they should have no problem Oh, I oh, I don't I shouldn't say they shouldn't have no problem beating Lynn Classical because they never had nobody ever well, has no you know, problem. Well, last year they opened Lynn with them, and they had that horror third quarter. Actually, they were actually behind. In yeah, that they game were behind up until about two minutes left. No, no matter yeah. what the records are with those two teams, it's usually a, a good game. You think yeah. in theory on paper the way things have been going, Gloucester has has been stronger than Lynn Classical mm-hmm. in recent years. Okay, the following week they're at home, home opener against Beverly, which is pretty good. Yep. That should be a fun game. Yeah, um, and you know this is another one. It's a tough year to gauge because yeah. all the top teams in the conference from last year were were killed by graduation. So you know, Beverly, so Beverly got hammered by graduation. Yeah, definitely everybody did, yeah. did. Gloucester yeah. did. I mean, uh, so they don't have a lot of uh, mm. you know familiar faces in their starting lineup either. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know what. Yeah. I mean, they're usually good, so I'd expect them to be good. But uh, you know, there's going to be. A lot of unfamiliar guys. Yeah, well, at least they're playing Beverly's. <laughs> Still maintaining exactly. Beverly that would have schedule. been a hundred plus years uh, yeah. tradition. White. It's been that long, really. Yeah. Yep. Wow, that's unreal. Uh, so the next home game, actually, they got three home games in a row. Yeah. Beverly, then they got Somerville. Yeah, and Somerville is like, another one that's kind of a little bit of an unknown. That's a conference game, though, right? That's a conference game. That's gonna be a um, Somerville's pose, I forget his name, but they, they have a real standout running back. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how much else they have outside of that. Is but, he senior? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. yeah. So he'll be the guy to watch out for in that mm-hmm. game. And uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, they're, they're welcoming Somerville to the NEC. I don't think Gloucester and Somerville football have ever played before. So it, yeah, that'll be, be the first time. First time I, ever. And then. 
They're at home uh, for the third week in a row, and mm-hmm. again, they're playing an arch rival, Lynn Classical. That should be another fun night. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like I was saying earlier, you know, Gloucester, maybe I've ranked them ahead of them, but it's always a tough game when they meet. Yeah. I mean, you can, yeah. you know, uh, Classical's got a new coach and It always seems to be a year. strange game, too. It does. Always, something weird always happens. Some it's, strange plays yep. occur when they play Classical. Mm-hmm. It's true, and that's yeah. been happening for almost two decades I know, now. I know. It's been, and, uh, every time they play each other, you, you, you get the feeling something weird is going to happen or something yep. you've never seen before is going to mm-hmm. take place. And a lot of times the team that should have won didn't win. That's right, yeah. That Classical should have won ways. that game last I year. I think so, too. <laughs> All right. Then they're on the road again mm. at Saugus. Yeah, that's a that's, that's a, a JV win game. Yeah, so they 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 got kind of a weird crossover schedule yeah. where they drew the top two teams in the top tier, and the worst team in the conference as a whole. So yeah, yeah, I, this will probably be a JV game by the by the uh, end of the third quarter. If yeah, it's that. too bad that the Saugus program isn't any good because when I was in high school, they were phenomenal, yeah, hockey they, and football. Mm, yeah. But that yeah. was an age, ages I ago. Come, yeah, I, I, they haven't been good in football. I no, can't for a long time. Last time, they because were a good. Lot, in fact, you go to the the last time I we did a game here on KPN TV against Saugus. It was in Saugus. They didn't have any more than twelve players on the sideline. No, I, I want to say Christian Sanfilippo had like two carries for ninety five yards yeah, in that yeah, game, and, and then they just pulled them. Yeah, they didn't even the, the rest of the game. Yeah. Uh, okay, then they're at Marblehead. Yeah. A team that's been in their way the last couple of years. Oh, big time. Um, Gloucester hasn't beat Marblehead since, was it 2008 or 2009? Yeah. And they uh, they didn't play him in 2009 2010. So 2008 was the last time Gloucester beat him. But Marblehead's what beat him six times in a row now. In in the last two years. The last two the years semifinal in the playoff playoffs. game. Exactly, and yeah. I thought Gloucester had a good chance going into that game last year, but... Yeah, you know what? I thought two years ago they had a better chance. They did, really? Yeah. um, I mean, I I thought last year's Marblehead team just had too many weapons to handle. The year before they did, too. The year before they did, too. But Gloucester, I thought, had a better defense two years ago, and they could really slow the game down. And they did. Yeah, they did. But they couldn't get the, hit those big plays on offense. Last year, they were more of an offensive team in fact, that, that scores a lot of points. Go back to the playoff game two years ago. That drive, they were moving the ball in that drive, and they yeah, followed it was early in the fourth quarter. They, they they made it inside. They made it past the 50, I want to say, four times, five times in that game, yeah. and they never made it inside the 30. <laughs> so they, uh, they, they, yeah. they moved the ball, but they never really threatened. Okay, then. Now... Oh, back at home again. Final game seven mm-hmm. against Medford. Yeah, that, is that a conference that, game too? Yes, yeah. that'd be their conference finale, regular season finale. Right. I, mean, I don't really? feel like they should yeah. win that one too. Really? Yeah, that easy. I think so. I mean, even I, though I, these teams are greater Boston League teams, you think the Fishmen should walk on? Yeah, them? but they're they're like the remnants of the great. I mean, the, yeah, the okay, Boston yeah. League got yeah. its reputation with didn't teams like the Arlington. You know, yeah, didn't some of the GBL teams go to the Merrimack Valley? Um, I'm not sure. I don't think any of them went to the Merrimack Valley. I know. The, yeah. I know there's a few in the dual county league. There's yeah. a few in the Middlesex league. Um, mm. I want to say Melrose was yeah. one of those. Melrose, GBL yeah. Melrose is a good program. Yeah, Melrose is pretty good yeah. in the Middlesex league now. And then, then we get to the playoffs. Now, how are the, the playoffs? playoffs. Right, now, how, how are the playoffs going to work? Just uh, the top three are going to get in? The, the three-tier winners? or No, it's still the same way. The state way? Yep, the, the state s- level? Yep, the yeah. state level. They're in Division Four. What, four? Really? Now. Um, it's just going one through eight now. They expanded it slightly. Ugh. There's eight divisions. So they're in. They lost uh, Danvers and Tewksbury moved up. 
So they don't have Danvers and Tewksbury in this section yet, but they got all the rest Canton of the Canton is in this section I, I, heard, I saw. Who's that? Canton? No, Canton no. would be in the south section. Oh, um, okay, so, that's right, yeah. So it would be, so Marblehead's still there. Marblehead's still there, um, oh, God. Uh, Revere is yeah. still in it. Revere, um, okay, yeah, that's going to be a big game. So, so they might play Revere and Marblehead Ma- yeah, twice. play Revere twice. And there's a lot of Middlesex League teams in you know, Wakefield, Burlington. Oh, the toughies. Um, Melrose, Wayland. So those are all those teams, teams that are historically pretty good. Yeah, I mean, the yeah. NEC was stronger yeah. than the Middlesex last year, but uh, that may not be the case this year. I think everybody's kind of, mm. I don't want to say taking a step back, but the, there's a lot of uncertain teams in the NEC mm. where I thought, especially that Wakefield team that mm. Gloucester played in the preliminary, not the preliminary, the consolation round last year, that team has all sophomores and juniors. So they have everybody. Who's that? that? Wakefield. Wakefield, yeah. They played them in that meaningless game before Thanksgiving, but Wakefield, I don't think. Gloucester won think, that game, correct? Yeah. yeah. Pretty handily, but yeah. but Wakefield had its entire lineup coming back so this year, so they'll probably be you know a step yeah. up from what we saw from them last season. Yeah. Uh, I think Burlington was a little down last year too. They're usually very good. Mm. I, I'd put them right that, there. As a that team Middlesex to league is tough. That's yeah, a tough league. It is. It's deep. All it's, sports too. I'd say it's a, a, a slightly bigger NEC. It's really yeah. deep. Yeah, yeah. I would have to say that. Yeah, because uh, it looks like when an NEC team, NEC the Northeast Conference team plays a Middlesex team, they kind of hang in there. Yeah. But at the end, they kind of exactly. Yeah, well, it, it depends. The NEC usually loses to those Middlesex yeah, large yeah, yeah. teams, but the Middlesex yeah. small and the NEC large are pretty comparable. Okay, so they go through the playoff. Assuming how far they go. Yeah, we got you know the same. War so it's of all open. Yeah. Three, then then we got Davis on Thanksgiving Davis Day. On Thanksgiving, yeah. And th- that should be fun. Yeah, I mean they've kind of been pretty evenly matched the last uh, four or five years, and it's made for yeah. some exciting games. It was um, kind of disappointing how Gloucester ended a season last year. Yeah, it was tough. Um, you know, Danvers Danvers uh, was the more physical team. Yeah, up they front, came out hammering them, and and they they. Control the line of scrimmage. Yeah. I know Danvers uh, coach and pretty much its entire line's gone this year, so there's going to be a bunch yeah. of a new kids for them as well. But, so who, uh, who starts at quarterback this year for the Fishermen? It's going to be Matt Smith. Matt Smith. Matt Smith was yeah. the backup last year. I mean, we've seen him in the secondary. We know he. Uh, yeah. We he's know a good can, athlete. Yeah, we know he can hit the crap out of people. Yeah, he's, he's a good uh, hitter. He's a good athlete. Yeah, and there's he, a brother, Mark Smith. Mark too, Smith will be so, back at wing back. Wing he's back, the only yeah. returning starter. In the okay, backfield. On the backfield, okay. So then, but he um, had a good year last year. Yeah, he was good. He was dynamic, and they used him you know, in the run game. They yeah. used him in the pass game. So who, who else starts in the backfield, you think? I think it's going to be, if we're going by last season, it'd be Ryan Argentino at fullback. Oh, yeah, okay, and, yeah. Um, John Peña Ortiz. Oh, yeah, okay. Back. Those so, two names do come to yeah, mind. Yeah, so they, they were kind of the first guys off the bench last season. And, but I those mean, two guys played reasonably a lot last year. I wouldn't yeah, say oh, they were yeah. inexperienced. Um, Peña Ortiz started it all comes in the, down second, line, in the though, defensive like, secondary. Defensive secondary, so, too, yeah. Yeah, the offensive and defensive lines, I have no idea who's going to be on those. Really? Uh, we just have Carlos to wait and see. Hernandez is coming back. He's a senior captain on yeah. offense at guard. And Tony Petrilli is a senior defensive end. He's coming back from last year. So well, we right now those two guys will be there. Right now they're at training camp, and you want some competition going on at those positions. That's what's yeah, probably exactly. happening right we'll now. We'll see tomorrow. They'll probably have a real good look. Uh, yeah. Tomorrow they have a quad scrimmage over in Waltham. Yeah, so I they, saw they that. they got Waltham, Stoneham. And there was one more team in there. So they're going to be seeing, you know, three different offenses, three different defenses. So it's going to give them a real, you know, good idea of who's ready to play and who needs a, a little bit more work. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, out of the seven games, Nick, what do you think they're going to do? Four and three, three and four, five and yeah, two? Yeah, I'd say between five, five and two or four and three, I'd say. Yeah. My 
prediction. We'll see that Revia game will call toss up. They'll probably be the underdog against Beverly and Marblehead, and I think they should win the other four. Yeah, okay. All right. Playoff spot, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, four and three will get them in. They'll probably have to go on the road in the first round. Oh, though. yeah, okay. So that'll probably get them a five, six, seven seed if they're on the wrong side of tiebreaker numbers. Mm. So but they, they should get in. They shouldn't have any problem getting in. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, they'll probably have to. I mean, the playoffs is always tough. Playoffs, right? oh, it's always tough. You just don't know what's going to happen mm-hmm. to the, in those games. The yep. intensity level is ratcheted up. It that's is. for it's sure. A, it's a good product. I mean, I know it fizzles out with the consolation rounds, but right. it is a really good product because it is, you yeah. know. There's one thing I'll say for the playoff system: those playoff games have yeah, been exciting. They've been out. They've been they really have. They've been really good. But it's kind of a downer when you lose because the following week you're going to go back into the consolation round. Yeah, exactly. And how do you get excited and, for that? Yeah, you kind. Of, I mean, from what I've seen, it sounds like you don't no one's excited I mean, for it it's, i mean it's just human nature you can't really blame them yeah the consolation run it just sounds so down that you just lost yeah, yeah it is know. and it was tough was it three years ago it must now. be tough for the coach too to get the team motivated oh, to play absolutely it, it, i mean what do you you know gloucester is mm. what eight and two yeah that's why what do you, what do you yeah, play for? i know i know that, you know that's why i want them to beat Malbahead at least one of the past two years so, so, yeah. so they can continue on and have these great games but uh, it hasn't worked out. Marblehead is yeah, still Yeah, it gets tough. Marblehead's been a wagon, and uh, I, I mean, I'd, I can't see them not being at or near the top of the, the conference again this season. Okay, so we got the quarterback Smith kid. Do we see a lot of running again? Do we see maybe a little more passing, a lot of the wing tee? What do you think? Oh, I mean, I, I think I'd have to say we'll see a lot of running again. Yeah. I mean, what about 500 yards passing? Usually around their norm the last few years. And I think it's that. And, yeah. <laughs> Although think, that could last year. I think it was about 500, give or take, last year. But I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, I'm not going to expect to see any more than that. <laughs> I don't think a quarterback's thrown for a thousand yards in Gloucester since uh, 2010. Uh, <laughs> so. Um, there, there was one. I remember one play last year where they actually threw the ball on first down. Yeah, <laughs> catch him by surprise. And it worked. It was a 15-yard game. It was too bad they actually had some nice passing plays in that Marblehead game last year. They all got uh, taken off from penalties. Oh yeah. No, they, yeah. And they needed that was a game where they needed to throw to win. Right. And the ones they completed got called back. It was yeah. a tough break. Well, sometimes I don't think they have, they don't have the quarterback. They really don't seem to have any receivers. A true burn burner. At wideout, they just don't seem to have yeah, it. And, and the, no one is and, like that. And the system too is not really made for made a heavy for, passing yeah. attack. You're yeah. gonna have to really tinker with it. I know back when I played, oh, we had Nolan Palazzola, our quarterback, and you know Danny Murray and Jimmy Eunice in the passing game. So right. we threw the ball way more than anyone else has ever thrown it that year. And mm. we kind of ran a completely different variation of the wing yeah. tee, where it was you know yeah. one back and, and two wings and an extra wideout. Yeah. And I just don't see them going to that as their, yeah. their base formation. It, it, it would just be nice, just one year, just to have this kid <laughs> step in. He can play wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's the, he's the definition of the word. Yeah. <laughs> and, and usually and, see those guys play wingback. And, 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 you know, the wideout they do have in the game, which is kind of funny, he's in the game. He don't see the ball. No, it's like the ultimate irrelevant position. It's the, so irrelevant. Uh, the wing T split end. He, the guy runs like a 10-yard sprint. And, yeah, and he play. better be a good blocker downfield because yeah, exactly. that's all he has to do. I don't know. Some, sometimes he doesn't even need to. He's so far out of the play. He just kind of makes it 10 on 10. <laughs> all right. That's the fisherman this year. A little inexperienced. We'll see what happens. Let's... Um, Let's switch the subject to the other Cape Ann team, the Manchester sure. Hornets. Yeah, um, they're not inexperienced. No, they I heard have, they're coming into the season with a lot of. Ex- they have a lot of good players. A lot of good back. players returning. But the problem is with them, 
they're the smallest team in the, well, one of the smallest teams in their conference. The conference, the okay. K-Band League, I mean, I've heard Hamilton Wenham's up this year, and when Hamilton Wenham's on an above-average season, Manchester Essex doesn't really stand much of a chance against Hamilton Wenham. Linfield's always good, and so that leaves them with Ipswich and Amesbury. They'd have to win probably both of those okay all right they so, want to get but into they, the playoffs yeah if, if they start the season against northeast metro who were they yeah northeast that's the volk school that's a volk school Wakefield. okay yeah, yeah right. um, that they it's play them every year and that's always a good game um, is it yeah yeah they're usually a pretty strong program uh, manchester has beat them the last two seasons but that that snapped i want to say a seven game losing streak to them so that that's always a good game. That'll be a good one. Two uh, ball control teams. And we'll probably look at another like twelve six game yeah. or something like that. But yeah. it'll be a good game. It but always the, is. But uh, okay, game two. And here's a road trip that yeah. we should go on. Is that Nantucket? It's at Nantucket. Yeah, I mean, let's I, do it, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you if Nantucket's good or not. I know they, they had a good year last year, but got a little exposed. But we would have playoffs. to do. We have to drive to the Cape, yeah, drive onto the ferry. boat, yeah, and drive onto the boat, and they'll take it to Nantucket. Yep. Mm-hmm. It'll be a fun day. Yeah. I mean, let's do it, folks. <laughs> It'll be into, apparently that rekindles an old rivalry. Apparently, back in the eighties, yeah, they used to they play. They took it almost every year. Yes, yeah. yeah so I, apparently, that rekindles that. Uh, it rekindles old rivalry. a rivalry. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, that, and you know that should be a fun day. That could be a big game for them because Nantucket was good last year, and that's Are a they, game that what, they're going to need. What well, what league is Nantucket in? I have no idea. Oh, they don't play in in, in the, They're in the South section. South so section, obviously. So they're not. Of them. So they're not in uh, our, whatever the KPN league, right? Yeah, no. Nope. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then they return home the following week, week three for Manchester against Essex Tech. Yeah, and that's another big one. That's another the, big game. Those non-conference games are basically must-wins for them. Once yeah. they get into the league, it, it's it's tough going because the, the schools are bigger. I mean, uh, they don't yeah, play. It, it, uh, I, Nantucket is the only team on their regular season schedule that's in their division. Everyone else is in a higher division. Oh, we have to go to the Nantucket game then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Essex Tech. Yeah, that's a, one time they were a real tiny school. They're, they're growing huge now. Yeah, well, they merged with Essex Aggie. Oh, okay. North Shore Tech yeah. and Essex Aggie. They, they co-opted on the, all their sports yeah. teams anyways. But, yeah, now they're oh, Essex Tech. Before, it was an all-boys school. Then they went co-ed. Mm-hmm. Now they have sports. They have, they had, they've had some good teams in the past. Yeah. They've had some good yeah. battles with Manchester in the past, too. They actually had one of the most memorable games I've ever seen was you know, the old North Shore attack in Manchester is a 63-47 to 47 Manchester-Essex win. And it was probably one of the most, I mean, it was, it so was, that it was like fun a great to watch. It was unbelievable. I think, I think Manchester-Essex only ran like 30 offensive plays to it. It was just like they were just breaking. <laughs> I mean, you know, Essex Tech or North Shore Tech would get the ball and, you know, methodically move downfield and then Manchester score in two plays. Okay, <laughs> after Essex ran. Tech, week four. They're after they're at another tough team. I heard. I think at Ipswich. Yeah, Ipswich was pretty good last season. Yeah. They were on the rise. That'll yeah. be a tough one, and that might be another one that they they have to win. I, Ipswich went deep into their division's playoffs last year, if I'm not yes, mistaken. I believe they. I think they did. And yeah. They, uh, they played. They beat Manchester Essex. I think by two touchdowns. One. They they got a touchdown late to make the score look a little more lopsided. Yeah. But it was yeah. a good game. And uh, yeah, that's one that they're going to need. They're going to have to beat. You know, four games out of out of five between the three non-conference right. games, Ipswich yeah. and Amesbury, because I'm, uh, I mean, I, I, on paper, I'm I'm penciling in an L for Hamilton Wenham and Linfield. Yeah, well, that's the next game um, at home against Linfield. Yeah, that Linfield has owned that's, the that, Cal small for the last. But won't decade. they move up the Cal Lodge and bring another team down? I, they haven't done it yet. Um, they did in all the other sports. They switched with Hamilton Wenham, but in football, it gets a little off. 
Oh, I see. Yeah, okay. it's, it's a little more staggered. It's, yeah, so okay. That, so Linfield yeah, gotcha. uh, gets moved down to the Baker division. And then again, the, the, the oh, it's because Manchester, Essex, and Rockport. Yeah. They, there's no Rockport football. Right, that's so right. They gotta. They don't have the even six and six. So right. it's five and six, and Linfield goes down. Oh, I see. Okay. All right. So that's tough. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. In the following week at Hamilton, what I'm like you've yeah, been mentioning, they're the, a good program. Yep. Yeah, they're gonna be tough. Uh, Jim Pugh, the former Masco coach, we know a lot about him with all those battles Gloucester had with them. Uh, he's in his second year now at Hamilton Wenham, and, uh, and they got a, a lot of talent back. Yeah, they got a great... So they're, they're actually... Uh, I've been hearing from some of my colleagues at the Salem News that Hamilton Wenham could be a potential Super Bowl contender. What division would that, that be now? That five? would be five or five, six. Five or I six, I say yeah. five, probably yeah. five. Um, then, they're on, uh, then they're at home week six against Amesbury. Yeah. Same thing? Mm-hmm. Another big one. Another big one? Another big one, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Amesbury has knocked them out of the playoffs each of the last two seasons when Manchester's been 3-3, three and three, needing a win. Yeah. And, you know, that happened last Amesbury. year, correct? Yep. They played mm-hmm. Amesbury the final week of the season. Yep, and they got beat. Manchester needed the win yep. and got same, beat to Amesbury. Two, two years ago, same thing. Same thing, they yeah. They needed the win, and, uh, and Amesbury beat them on the last game to get in. so This could be a repeat process. Yeah, um, although I know Amesbury has a brand new coaching staff. Because that's game staff. seven against Amesbury. Game seven, yeah. I think uh, that's one that Manchester Essex should have this year. I think Amesbury's a little down where the rest of them are not. Well, with Manchester Essex having a lot of talent re- returning, Nick. Um, sorry. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think they might have a chance to compete against the Linfields and the Ipswiches of the world? Um, maybe not. And the Hamilton Yeah, Waters? Ipswich. Them, I mean, uh, Linfield is such a different animal. They're such. I mean, yeah. I feel like it's true. I feel it's like almost like Linfield should be a Northeast Conference team. Yeah, they're kind of that type of they're size. They're kind of that type of size, but they they're just, in the Cape uh, They just steamroll yeah. that that conference. Yeah. And, and I mean, we'll see because they do, and they have a they have a uh, you know which you wouldn't expect for a Manchester Essex team with smaller numbers. They have a big physical line. Mm-hmm. So that'll help them out against anybody. That so what are you looking at for their record the after seven games? Though? I think the big thing for them is to get to four wins. If they get to four wins, they should get in the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. And if they get into the playoffs, there's going to be no team in that section that's more battle-tested. That's true. Even no, three one might could have been maybe, no. Uh, maybe. Depending on who they beat. Who they beat, exactly. You, you need to, so, so they're going to have to beat Linfield, Ipswich, or Hamilton, Wenham, or Ainsbury at least once. They'll have to. I think they they'll have to win one to two out of those four. Two yeah. out of those four, even uh, yeah. four out of five. If you co- if you throw Ipswich, Amesbury, and their three non-conference games, I, I would they, have to go. The chances win of four out of five of those. Yeah, I would have to say the chances of being Ipswich and Amesbury are better than Lin- Linfield and Hamilton, Wenham. Yes, I think so. Okay, I think so. All right, and and maybe they can beat Nantucket. Yeah, they should be able to. And then they got playoffs. Is that three-week gap? Well, yeah, they're and in they Division it, 7 for who? the playoffs, Manchester-Essex. 7? So, they went so down that low, huh? They're not going to – I mean, it, it gets really weird when they get in because some of those teams are not as good as their records would show. So mm. sometimes they're getting a low seed in, in the playoffs when you get down to these lower divisions can – kind of give you a good draw yeah sometimes some of those top teams especially if they're from the boston city league are not very strong and right you know but, i know i know the yeah. boston city league's had some unbelievable teams come out through the years but like what south boston and east boston yeah, those they're schools? not that good anymore no they, they're you not go back about eight no. or nine years they were great but they're, they're not that good anymore and you know probably enrollment's probably killing them yeah we saw what was it three or four years ago now manchester essex was a four and three seven seed 
and went into seven and zero Brighton and just knocked knocked them around. It yeah. wasn't even it was two teams on another level. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, the lowest yeah. seed was just a far better team. Okay, then they get Ainsbury after the Ainsbury game playoffs. Assuming they make it, Thanksgiving Day, Georgetown. Yeah, that's, that's their arch uh, rival on yep, Thanksgiving. Georgetown yeah. beat them the last two years. I want to say. Yeah. And so didn't they play them in the regular season last year too? No, last year was the first year they stopped. They stopped. So was it the first three years of that system they played? They them played twice. them in the regular. They had to play them twice. Yeah, yeah. and it yeah. just it did. It kind of killed the luster of the game. I but that game is at Georgetown it. this year. It's at Georgetown this year. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Georgetown made some big time improvements last season. They were in shambles. Yeah. For a few years, they were not going anywhere. They were just getting killed by everybody. Right. Yeah. There was and, a couple um, years. I did a game there against Georgetown. Manchester rolled all over. Yeah. Them. They were they were really bad. Last Last year, I think they were seven and four, and um, you know they made the playoffs. Who's their coach though? Is he a former Patriot uh, player? Matt Max, no, Max, Max, Lane, Max, Max Lane. Lane's on the staff. Yes, uh, it's, it's I forget who their head coach is, but it's not thought, Max Lane. It's not Max, Max Lane's Lane, no. on the staff. I thought, though. I thought he was the head yeah. coach. Um, okay, we're going over both teams. Uh, on the on the North Shore, it should be a fun season again. But Nick, you yeah. know, with all these changes that's going on in high schools, yeah, we're entering a new era. It's aren't tough we? to keep up. I think, yeah, I think we've been in a new era yeah, right? yeah, since absolutely. what 2013. Yeah. I think, uh, and uh, this is the fifth year, and um, that's not going anywhere. So no, we're gonna have yeah. to get used to it. I yeah. know there are, uh, there are some serious flaws to it. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, Thanksgiving kind of gets in the way. Especially if you go to the Super Bowl, you know. If you it would be the, great if they could find a system that would include Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, it's tough though. That would be they, tough. They yeah. do not want to go back to the three games in ten days, which oh, was yeah. the system before. They, they just, yeah. they the medical want, industry says something about yeah, that. Yeah, they, they don't want to bunch up those three games in ten days anymore. Yeah. So that's not going to happen. They're never going to go back to that. Nope. Which I kind of don't have a problem with because I, I I thought it got really watered down and bad. Really? Uh, just too many conferences. Too many yeah, conferences yeah. splitting in half. Yeah, you know. Yeah. You know, uh, schools recognized. Oh, so if we split. The conference in half, that's two playoff spots for yeah. us. And it went to 19 state champs. Yeah. I mean, you had five and six Beverly winning the Super Bowl playing in Division Five. So that's when you <laughs> yes, know there's yes. a, f- a flaw. They didn't win. Right. They lost okay. more games than they won. They oh, yeah, yeah I remember the, that year. They yeah. played in a division about two or three was divisions that the lower. Year, was that the year they went 0-5 to start the season yep. and then won six in a row, I believe? Five in a row, and then they lost to Salem on Thanksgiving. Okay, yeah, all right. But they still went to the Super Bowl because of the record. They went 0-6 out of conference, 5-0 and in the conference. Yeah. And then they got to play yeah. because the way that it was in that old system, which was also really flawed, was the, the playoff division that you played in went by the average size, mm. average enrollment in the conference. Right, okay. So Beverly and Gloucester back then, Beverly's still, you know, significantly larger now, but Beverly and Gloucester then were kind of going back and forth. They were pretty evenly yeah. sized, and Gloucester was the smallest school in the large. Beverly was the largest school in the small. Well, Gloucester's got Revere and Peabody bringing the average up to Division One a where Beverly's got Swamps, get Winthrop, and Saugus bringing right. the average all the way down yeah. to Division Three, which is the equivalent to Division Five. Yeah. So they got to, you know, steamroll all these small schools <laughs> after <laughs> not winning most of their games. It's kind of the poster child on, you know, why the system's changed. Yeah, the system's changed a lot, and, and this year's Northeast Conference, it, it's – Totally different. Um, yeah. And it's, it's unreal. Uh, I, I, I and this think about it. interesting to begin with. Not only do you have the uncertainty of these GBL teams coming in that, that'll you know, who knows anything about them? Nobody. Well, I still think the GBL teams, the reason why they're dropping is part of his enrollment. I think they're losing a lot of kids. 
Uh, yeah, and I'm not so sure it was a, a completely a football decision, believe it or not. Usually these things uh, do come down to football. But I yeah, because, think, was uh, it because of effort? Well, that's why I that think bad. The, that's why I think the the team started leaving the conference. But I think you know them moving now. I don't know if a lot of teams want to schedule out of conference games close to the city. I heard that the every coach he has off season workouts, which the team can have, but he's conducting them. And he's not supposed to be doing that. Uh, you could probably say that about everybody. <laughs> I heard really that's what he does, to... and I heard he's got all kinds of friends in the MIAA, all kinds of people complained about what he's been doing because he's not supposed to conduct off-season workouts. Yeah. You can have them, but he, a head coach is not supposed to be associated yeah. I'll with be his honest, kids. That sounds like sour grapes to me from somebody that probably is sick of losing to him. Yeah, that, that might be it too. <laughs> but I, from what I understand, a lot of people in the GBL went to the go to the MIAA, and the MIAA did nothing to them. Yeah. Because he's Everett. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it. Well, we'll see. They're in uh, the conference now in every sport but football. And then yeah. they're coming in 2019 too? hockey. Yeah. If they have a hockey team. I don't even know if they have a hockey team. They do. So they, um, then they are if they do. Yeah. Uh, so 2019, I'm actually looking forward to Everett making their first trip to Gloucester. <laughs> I hope you they open the season play? with them. I don't think they're going to play. No? Everett will be in the larger tier. Gloucester oh, will be in the smaller tier. Because what's going to happen is in 2019, it's going to go to 18. It's going to do go to 8 and 8. 8 and 8. And that's yeah. when we're going to lose Gloucester Beverly. Let's see how that goes. Oh, no. You can't lose Gloucester Beverly. Yeah. We'll yeah. see what happens there. Yeah. All right. Nick Kukuro, thank you for your time. Yeah, absolutely. I'll be seeing you around the field. Definitely uh, will. September 9th. Yeah, uh, September weeks, 8th is the opener. The 8th, yep. be okay, Nick, thank you for your time. Thanks, Phil. Thank you, Jim Capello. I'm Phil Nakasho. Good night, everybody.